And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. So once more, just tell your neighbors, do not forget the leftovers. Tell them quickly, don't forget the fragments that remain. Miss Kathy, don't you forget the fragments that remain? Don't you forget the leftovers? Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Now, the book of Mark, Mark did not say it's the fragments that remained. Mark just said the fragments, but all the other gospels said it's the fragments that remained. And the reason why this is so important is because the word remain means abundance. It means to superbound, to be in excess, to be superfluous. Amen. That's why I said, do not forget the leftovers because they are a memorial of something great. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to God. Thank God for the leftovers. Amen. Amen. Remain means to abound, to be better. It means enough and to spear, exceed, excel, increase above and beyond. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Now tell me, that sounds like God, don't you think? Super abound. Excel, exceed. Amen. Glory be to God. I think it's 2 Corinthians 9. It says, God is able to make all grace. Not some grace. All grace. Lord have mercy. All grace. Abound. Not just a little double to you. But he's able to make all grace abound towards us. So that we having all sufficiency. Not some sufficiency. All sufficiency in some things. No, 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 no. In all things. There is a reason why he's able to make all grace abound to us. In all sufficiency with all things. Here's you and I, maybe you got to see that scripture for some of you. Some of us need 2 Corinthians 9, 8. There is a reason why. There is a superabundance. There is a, an overflow, an excel. Amen. There is a reason why. Glory be to Jesus. So that glory be to God. Second Corinthians nine eight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Able to make all things work. Amen. And here is it. It's having all sufficiency in all things. Why? That we may abound. That we may abound. Give abundantly to what? That is why it amazes me when I hear spiritual leaders like myself and other church members who are so spiritual talk about poverty, how it's something that Christians should embrace. Are you getting what I'm saying? Since God is trying to show us that he's a God of more than enough. The last time I checked, he was called what? El Shaddai. El Shaddai means what? The what? Yes, 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 yes. Go ahead, go ahead. The self-breasted one. In other words, he is the source of supply. I found out I'm serving El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Are you, are you know what I'm saying? Glory be to God. Oh, bless it. El Shaddai, more than enough. He's the all-sufficient one. God Almighty. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. I don't know where some of us get the idea that poverty and Christianity go together. Are you getting what? We have a God who's able to do what? Make all grace 
Not some grace. All grace abound. You see how many times the word abound and all is in one scripture verse? So let me, let me, you cannot grow up in a vacuum. You know I mean? Some of these people are detached from reality. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Are you getting what I'm saying? We have to refuse to grow up in a vacuum. We have to stop being parrots. Stop repeating what other people say and sit back and, and think about it. How are you going to give and abound, give abundantly if you don't have? And throughout the scripture, God is showing us that he is a God who abounds in every area. All grace, all sufficiency. Are you getting what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? That's why he said, do not forget the leftovers. Hallelujah. Glory Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, if you'll indulge me before I jump to the last verse to where the leftovers are mentioned, I just want to briefly walk through the text. I promise you I will not spend all day. And even if I do, some of you will leave. Amen. So... <laughs> So glory be to God. So if you'd give me some time, let me walk through the text and we'll just do as much as we can. Is that all right? And then I'll have part two next week. Amen. Is that all right? So we said that we're going to, we're going to look at the account from the book of Mark. Can you go to Mark chapter six? And let's start reading from verse 31. I'm not going to read, read all the text because I know it's a very familiar story. We all know about it. Amen. Glory be to God. Mark chapter six, verse 31. Can somebody say thank God for thanksgiving? Yes, yes. In everything the Bible says to give thanks. First Thessalonians 5 verse 18. In everything give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of God. Amen. And the reason why we give thanks is part of the multiple process. Are you getting what I'm saying? Brothers and sisters, don't you? You know, this week I have been just fellowshipping with God and just talking to God. And you know, I, glory be to God. And oh, let me not get carried away. <laughs> Lest you say, look, he move again on another tangent. Amen. Glory be to God. It says here in Mark chapter 6 verse 31. And he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart in a desert place. This is what happened. The disciples had gone out and they had ministered. And they came back exhausted. And Jesus said, look, let us go in a desert place. Let's get some rest. How many of you would agree that rest is okay? Amen. You cannot be just ministering, ministering, giving, 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 giving. Sometimes you need to sit down and take a break. Get your body well rested. Amen. Glory be to God. I didn't say get your body too rested. I said well rested. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Some of us get more than enough rest. But sometimes you need to get to a place where you can get a rest. Rest for a little while. Put yourself together. Amen. Get your body. Because I found out the only thing you have to take you out through this life is your body. Praise the Lord. So you better take care of your body. Or not. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You still go to heaven. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. I had to put that option out there. Praise God. Glory be to God. Amen. So he said, for there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to it. The need for ministry was so great. People and going, getting themselves spiritually fed. You see, God had ordained 70 men back in the Old Testament. 70 leaders from Moses. Praise the Lord. 
Old Testament, these men did well. They served the nation of Israel. The Sanhedrin was 70 men. And the reason why there were 70 men was because they got the 70 from what God told Moses. However, these men, life, rama proceeding out of the mouth of the Son of God. They said, we've got to go. They said, look, we're taking a vacation. We've been starving spiritually. Finally, we met a man who can deliver the word. They took off, took a holiday. Glory be to Jesus. Left their supervisors. I'm just trying to make it plain. Hmm. Glory be to God. That's what happens. The need was great. And so there was no leisure. They couldn't get any rest. And so they departed. Verse 32 says, They departed into a desert place by ship privately. Now, one of the other accounts told us that they went to Bethsaida. Bethsaida was where Jesus lived. Well, that's where he spent most of his time and he did a lot of ministry in Bethsaida. So the people knew where Jesus was going. From where Jesus was to Bethsaida was about five to six miles. Notice what they did. Notice what they did. Five to six miles. That's what happened. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you. It doesn't matter where you are. If you've got a word from the Lord... He will send the right people. John the Baptist was in the desert. Are you getting what I'm saying? And somebody passed on a mule and they heard him preaching to the trees. He went downtown and they said, come here a man preaching. Three months thereafter, the entire city was going to the wilderness. Let me tell you why I said that. I remembered when we got started, somebody said to me, why don't you get a big, you know these big banners, these advertisement banners downtown? There's one just there. Billboards. That thank you so much. Somebody said, why don't you get a billboard and advertise? I called and the billboard was $2,400. Amen. So I said, Lord have mercy. Lord, I thank you. Everybody gets in the billboard. I'm talking too fast. Everybody gets in the billboard. I'm supposed to get a billboard too. So I started calling around. And as I was about to submit my request to somebody who could get me the money for the billboard, the Holy Ghost said to me, John the Baptist didn't have a billboard. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Bible says the Holy Spirit who added to the church as he saw need. He started by adding and then soon thereafter he started multiplying. What, what he started what? The Holy Ghost added. And as the disciples met the requirement for multiplication, he began to multiply. That is why, let me share with you brothers and sisters. Don't you get discouraged when you are preparing in prayer and nothing seems to be happening. Preparation time is never wasted time. It may seem like, Abbasando, it may look like it's not working. It may look like things are not coming together. But don't you ever forget, it is not of your strength. It's not by might, not by power. But by my spirit. The problem is many of us, we've not engaged in preparation time. And we're praying for God to use us. But we are not usable. I know because I was like that. God told me, stop praying to be used and get yourself usable. I'm moving right along. I'm moving right along. It's called preparation on purpose. 
You got to purposely prepare yourself for God to use you. Let me say that again. You got to do what? Purposely prepare yourself for God to use you. Proverbs 24, 27 says, let me, can I take a break? Let me take a break. It says, prepare your work from without and make it fit for yourself in the field and thereafter build your house. Proverbs 24, 27, it says, it is a verse on preparation. On what? Pre you got to make, what it says, thank you, thank you so much. Prepare your work without and make it fit for yourself. In the, the problem is we want to build a house first. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what that's that's what we're after, the house, but no preparation. Yeah. You get what I'm saying, says God looks at preparation. God admires preparation. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Let me leave. Let me move along. <laughs> let me move along. So the Bible says, and the people saw them departing, and many knew him. And what did they do? Verse 33. What did they do at verse 33 when they saw him living? Can you go back? Go back to our text, Matthew, Mark chapter 6. And the people saw them departing. They saw him leaving. Doc, he had just ministered. He was tired. He healed, he preached. And he said, let's go take a break. So he took a ship and he went to Bethsaida. It was five or six miles from where he was. And the people said, oh my God, he's leaving. But many of us are still sick. Many of us still need ministering. And they looked at the ship and they began to run. Or look, run on the shore. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus. It's right here. And the people saw them departing and many of them knew him. And ran how? Afoot. Viva out of all the cities. People who live in cities. Running and looking at. Because you know you can run on the, on the seashore. And see where they are going. And they began running. Look, they run. One commentator said. They run as far as six to seven miles. <laughs> you see. When I read these things. I have to stop and walk. Anyhow, let me not tell you. And outwent them and came together unto them. They ran and they arrived at the place before Jesus arrived. Because they knew where he was going. It was well known that he always withdrew to Bethsaida to teach his disciples. Amen. And so they, and the Bible says, and Jesus, when he came out, he saw much people. He was going to get some rest but when he came out from the ship he saw the multitude and when he saw the people the bible says he was what moved with compassion towards them why because they were a ship not having a shepherd there were preachers there were pharisees and priests in jerusalem but they were not teaching the word of life the people were spiritually starved and they found, no wonder Peter said, where can we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Peter said, we've been around and we've heard people speak. We've heard men preach, but nobody does it like you, Jesus. He said, where am I going? 
where, where, where am I going? I'm going to stay with you. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to stay with you. I, uh, I, I got an anyhow. <laughs> I got an anyhow. Yes. Yeah. Glory be to you. Anyhow. Glory be to God. I know it may not look like it looks, but anyhow, I'm going to stick in there. Praise the Lord, because you are not a man that you should lie. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, and he felt compassion to, that's what we are missing in ministry. Compassion towards people. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, nobody has it together. Let me say that nobody what has it together. We all have issues. Nobody's qualified to work for God. It's because of God's grace and mercy. Amen. He extends the opportunity for us to serve and be servants. Are you with me? I said servants. I didn't say apostles and bishops. I said servants. Are you with me? Paul said, I am a servant of the most high. I'm a born servant. <laughs> and compassion is lacking in ministry people sit and look and decide whether they're going to praise God or not you see we have the luxury to do that go to China you'll be Father God open up make a way Lord please but we stand here because we are at ease and you know we have let me, let me tell you we have to stop coming we have to start coming to church as children you know why we cannot get where we want to go to we come to church as adults and we know too much too much about people and about us yes. i know i was there i was there I, what i'm telling i was in I'm, i was in I'm, I'm 51 i was in church from five years all my life in church so i know all my life and the time i decided to come to just like a child that's when things broke out for me i just came to praise the lord what's going on can i give him some praise i just came everybody's all right everybody who's wrong is right <laughs> are you with me but i just came to praise the lord that's what i just came to give him praise are you with me because brothers and sisters i found out we are all going through a circle some of us may be at the top of the circle but believe me there's a bottom of the circle <laughs> ah, glory be to God. That's why you and I we better have an anyhow. Doesn't matter where you're on that circle. Even in praise, amen. I know I won't finish the text, but let me move on, amen. So the Bible says, and he began because of that. When he saw the multitude, the Bible says he began to teach them. Mark said he began to teach them. Matthew said he healed their sick, amen. And Luke said he taught them of the kingdom of God and heal them so Jesus didn't only teach he healed the sick he met needs are you with me what he met needs praise the Lord he healed the sick it's the good news what did he preach the good news nothing can amen is there a time to hold people responsible for their behavior yes but now is not the time. People have been pressed down, broken and crushed. They need to be uplifted. Are you with me, saints? They need to see light at the end of the tunnel. And that light ought not to be another train. Anyhow. <laughs> oh, glory to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? There's, there, people have to see light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not another train. It's a light of hope. It's sun. The sun. Amen and so he spoke the good news verse 35 which is what i want to get into uh, finally and when the day was now fast spent the day was what fast spent his disciples came unto him and said this is a 
a desert place like Jesus didn't know. They've been there. It's a place they used to. Amen. Anytime people tell you what you know, they're coming up with something else. They have an agenda. When they tell you what you know, it's because... <laughs> and now the time is far past. They meant Jesus. This is what they meant. When they said the time is far spent and the day is almost gone. Jesus was teaching hours in the desert. We come here. Amen. And... 45 minutes to an hour and we're ready to go home. They were in the desert. No air condition. There's no cushion chairs. Have you ever read the Bible as a human being? Yeah. You see some of us read the Bible and just next chapter, next verse. I got it. You haven't got Listen to me. <laughs> when you read the Bible as a human being and you see how people praise God in the condition they were, you should feel ashamed. Not you, me. That's how I feel. And the Bible says, the Bible says he preached all day. And the people sat and received his teaching all day. They were exhausted physically, but they were alive spiritually. Mm, they were fulfilling, as I, I just mentioned the scripture a while ago, they were fulfilling Matthew 4, 4, Luke 4, 4. It says, man shall not live Oh, they found bread. And they sat and began to sup that on bread. Are you with me? They found real bread. They found true bread. Not the one, not the one that's baking our oven, but the one from heaven. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus told the devil the same thing in Mark chapter 4. 4 and Luke chapter 4. He told the devil, when the devil said to him, turn these stones. And Jesus said to him, look. Say, bro, men shall not live by bread alone. Human beings shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? Isn't that a wonderful thing? To know that you don't only need physical food. There is a part of you that need spiritual food. Ah, glory be to Jesus. They were receiving life. Life. They were receiving what? Life from Jesus. I think it's uh, John 6, 63 says... The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Jesus was not speaking like one of the other Pharisees. He was not repeating what the Pharisees were, were teaching. He was preaching the true word of God. Amen. And people will flock or God will bring people where the true word of God is taught. Just, just sit back. Amen. And do what you have to do for the Lord. And he will do what he does best. Amen. So these people had rather. They, they had rather have the words. That were proceeding out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. The natural bread. Because they sat on stones all day. Listening to the preach word of God. Amen. Now the time is over. They are about to go home. One account said the people who were about to faint on their way home. If they had leave on their way home, they would have fainted. The disciples, they saw the situation. Jesus is preaching and they're looking around saying, when is he going to stop? Because we got no money to buy food. for. They've been talking about it a lot. They've been plotting that all the time. Anyhow, why you think they came to Jesus and said to him, we're in a desert place. <laughs> They've been talking, looking at one another. Can I make it real? Saying, Pastor Jesus has been preaching all day. He forgot. There is no restaurant around here. 
and we are not going to take the little money we have. Anyhow, let me leave that alone. We are not going to take the money and buy these people food. Are you with me? So let, let's, some, let's go tell Pastor Jesus. This is a desert place. The sun is about to set. Let these people go and let them buy. Let them fend for themselves. Let them go hungry. And one and and and, and you know and one of the disciples said, "That's not a bad thing. They'll just fast." <laughs> you know how we get sometimes when we don't want to do the right thing. All of a sudden, we come up with this. Oh, it's a good. They've been fasting all day. That's a blessing. Just let them continue. They decide that they're not going to use their money to buy it. Mm? And so the Bible says, praise the Lord, they came up with a solution. The disciples said, we've got a solution. We've got a quick fix. We've got a shortcut. And verse 36, they presented their shortcut to Jesus. They said to Jesus, send them away. Amen. Send them away. Why? That they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to what now you tell me these people didn't leave the house when they left the house they didn't leave with money because they were not going to the grocery store they just left for the word many of them needed physical healing so they left for that it's obvious they have no money <laughs> glory but because the disciples they have decided in their mind what they're going to do and what they're not going to do they are presenting a solution to jesus the sun's about to set and the people were exhausted compounded by the fact that they were in a desert place they said to jesus send them away that they may go into the fields the places around and buy themselves bread amen because they have nothing to it We know from verse 44 that 5,000 of them were fed. You know that, right? From verse 44, 5,000 men. We are told 5,000 men. How many people are they talking about? They're talking about 15,000 people. 5,000 men, amen, besides women and children. Praise the Lord. Let us suppose each of these men had one wife and they had a child with them. That's about 15,000 people. So they are telling Jesus to let 15,000 people walk through the desert and go home without catering for them because in their minds the needs physically is so big it's big in their minds in their natural mind the need physically is beyond their ability that is why you cannot look at it in your natural mind you can't know what I'm saying. You cannot look at it in your natural mind. Because if you look at it in your natural mind, you're going to look at your provision. Now you get what I'm saying? I, I get what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. Let me move along here. Let me and that 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 that's always the case. When you come across a need that's beyond you, everything spiritual goes out the door. Let me say that again. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let me not say that. When you we come across a need that's beyond us, sometimes <laughs> I says everything spiritual goes out to somebody. Mm -mm, I, I hung. Yeah, sometimes we lose focus. <laughs> sometimes we lose focus. Amen. But Jesus, that's why you take the need to the Master. Yeah. 
please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church 850-408-8496.